0: Is a bloody disgusting podcast network. Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight, and alongside me we got David, your very own horror version. very own. In the flesh, <laughs> we are no longer recording online anymore, so hopefully no more hiccups. <laughs> we should be good now. We should be good should. now. It is really hot. Though in here it is so, it's Yeah. It, Sorry, that's true. That's true. Very true. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. Also known as Nightly Another the other there, the beautiful other disembodied voice is Freddie, keeping it all spoopy and hot, oh, <laughs> hot and spoopy, hot and now. spoopy, baby, hot and spoopy and sweaty. Also oh. known as Nighty <laughs> Night. We are a group of nights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down, and discuss the ultimate question: Why horror? I hate when I have to swallow. So hit the lights. Sit back and let the darkness envelope you. You can support the show over on Patreon.com forward slash Tonight with a what? Okay. By a pleasure on Patreon, you get access to this show ad-free and as early as Monday with a post-show. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. An episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Now, kicking things off for a brand new month, y'all. Brand new month. It's fucking hot as shit in the Bay Area. It's humid. <laughs> it's Very humid. Human. It's, human it's gross. It's It doesn't feel great on my body. <laughs> but <laughs> that's okay. Because this is our vacation horror month called Death Trip. <laughs> that's all I had. <laughs> not, not as much as I wanted to. I had another name for it. I was like you gotta tell uh, them now I don't remember it oh that's the thing I had yeah. a different name and I was like oh, I don't like this name and I really didn't like this name either but whatever next month is better but we have death trip and we're starting things off with some people call it a classic I don't but we're <laughs> calling <laughs> oh <my laughs> with the visit first and foremost gentlemen thoughts
1: now my cup of tea. This film. I actually did find it a little boring. And uh, I was I was waiting for something to happen. And then, you know, you get a reveal at the end. I'm like, okay. Okay, we're bringing it back together. I see a purpose in this story now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was... I might sound a little uh, critical here. But it, it felt like a lot of the scares and everything were really targeted for... Uh, targeting audience members specific fears and things that look creepy and the the story took a little too long for it to keep up for me um i think once you get to that point where you know the reveal things start feeling tense they start feeling anxious i know i started having moments where i was like on the edge of my seat heart racing sure feeling a little nervous and i think that is the the good points right um but I think I, I I have this critique with a lot of slow,
0: slower burning films like this, where I'm like, I just want something to happen. Sure, you know. And it's interesting because like this film is slow, but I don't consider it a slow burn. Okay. And the only reason why is because it fizzles out for okay. me. Like I, I'm glad to hear you're kind of on the same. Yeah, track I, as I, me. I, I'm not a fan of this movie. This okay, mo- this movie is totally just okay in my opinion. Um, yeah, that's how I felt too. Yeah, like it, I watch it and uh, oddly enough, I've, I've seen it multiple times yeah. Um, but I'm I'm not the biggest fan of this movie, but there are certain things that I do very much enjoy in this movie, just like in every movie we watch, yeah. right? But I uh, yeah, I I have my gripes in certain moments like I it very much is the story of Hansel and Gretel. Yeah and definitely. you know it, it's, it's very true and tell in, in, in situations like that. I think the premise itself is pretty cool. Um, a lot of things don't make sense. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things don't make sense for me. Um, like for example, she was trying to film this. Um, and she very much was like, "This is a documentary," but she filmed it like a horror movie.
1: Yeah, and that's where I um kind of use that to reinforce my critique of it. Felt like it was doing specific things throughout the film. Yeah, just to target people's fears. Yeah, but not really to add to the overall story right. of this film. Um, it was cool seeing the two members from Better Watch Out. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, wait. Right was before like, Better Watch Out, too. Yeah, I was like, that's <laughs> the kid. That's the yep. dude. And that- then I was like, oh, that's her. Yep. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of moments where I'm like, it, this feels like it's here just to be here. Sure. Um, and there's a lot of, to me, missing plot holes that I don't know if you need to look uh, on a grander scale. Uh, scope of things and kind of check your surroundings to figure out why things are said and why specific behaviors are there. Yeah. Especially with our two uh, younger um, characters. So, I I can't wait for us to get into it and maybe I could hear some moments that I missed out on and just didn't click for me. But, Freddie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, what are your
2: thoughts? So, yeah, it's very interesting hearing you guys and I was taking a little bit of notes right here too because I actually really enjoyed this movie. That's awesome. I have a different perspective on this. That's totally cool. And, uh, for me I like found footage movies a lot. I and this tend to your like first this time genre. This. Yeah, so like I always try to do, I try to go completely blind, not see any trailers, not to see any like synopsis. Um actually was really surprised when you told me this was a found footage movie because I did not expect that as well.
0: Yeah. And M. Night Shyamalan was a found footage movie. Who would have yeah. you know? <laughs> thought?
2: And it, for me, how it felt seeing the style and everything like that, it made me feel about or related back to paranormal activity how each night kind of progressively gets more intense, more intense, more intense, which is also a very slow burn, where we kind of get a little bit more scarce as the week progresses for the kids being there on that week trip, essentially. I mean, the exact same concept of paranormal activity... You right. see a little thing night one, a little bit more night two. So
0: every night you're expecting
2: we skip a few nights things to get a little activity, bit more. Yeah. yeah,
0: sometimes like night fifteen.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I like the point uh, the way you talked about. It. It's like, oh yeah, it's definitely like shot like a horror movie. Why mm. is this little kid doing that? Um, but the true reason why she was filming in general was to get this like elixir for her mom to finally get the forgiveness of her her parents and stuff like that and knowing that this was edited and everything like that I was like oh cool I know these kids are going to survive because someone found this footage someone put this together and it ended up being telling the story of their trauma in this situation and that's That's, why it
0: feels like a horror movie that's totally a sense of you, you, you're you. Know, that's totally the sense of like this being a found footage horror film in in certain aspects of where some found footage horror films it's completely edited and it has music and all these other right. strange things that are throughout it. Um, and they don't survive, which is strange. Uh, right? Like, like that makes more no sense. Hell House LLC, sense. for for yeah. example, like they right. don't survive, and that whole thing was fucking edited. Edited that music, right. but Hell House is awesome. But <laughs> is. um, but with this particular movie. It, for for me, like I, I I like I said, I have my gripes, but at the same time, I think this movie is still an okay watch. Like I definitely say, check this out. Like th- if you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah, yeah it's nothing wrong with watching this movie. Like, at if you are going with the
1: right expectations, you can enjoy it. Right. I, yeah, because Freddie had told me before watching it, like oh, it's found footage, and then I knew right. our theme was Death Trip this month, so I was like, oh, this sounds like something I would enjoy. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, you were
2: excited about it. Yeah,
1: when he told me about it, yeah. and uh, you know. Prince mentioned, I think before the show started, that it's a PG-13 film. And I think this is actually a pretty good film for younger horror fans. Yeah, especially this is if, a great introduction yeah, movie. Especially if you're a kid because, you know, you're you're looking through the lens of these two younger characters. And uh, I think it, it's it's it could be a little scarier when, you know... You got some old people. Yeah.
0: I mean, and think about it this way, too. A lot of kids find their grandparents scary.
1: Yeah. Like, it's just... They do weird stuff. They do. They're weird. I think it's normal for young kids to be scared of old people or think they're adorable. Right. Right? Right. Um, And I also think that, like Freddie mentioned, you know, this is post-paranormal activity. And I feel like 2015 was very much trying to capture the zeitgeist of uh, found footage kind of coming back and also these types of horror tropes that we find like scattered throughout this film, I think that's very reflective of the time that came out and what was very popular. Yeah. Yeah. At least
2: for me, I didn't know where this movie was heading. I was like, okay, are they actually going to go with like, now old people are just like this and we're going to learn about like the actual trauma of of becoming old and kind of like dumb losing their mind and having a little bit of dementia and having this whole entire concept of like when the sun goes down, that's where it kicks in. And that's always a scary thought. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, what if you were on this trip as a kid and your grandparents were doing all these wild stuff? That's a scary element for me. And it was really creepy and great performance by Deanna uh, Donegan. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah, yeah, as definitely. Nana, because she was super creepy the entire time. Oh yeah, she was fucking rad. Dude, she was like running, crawling, jumping, doing yeah. a bunch of crazy stuff. I was like, wow.
0: I mean, there's totally scary. In there you can totally tell like it's a wig though. Yeah, yeah. But like, the way she, <laughs> I, you know, I had
1: those moments too.
2: But the way she moved her body, sold yeah, it's great. It. And I was like, yeah, this it reminded me of um, Deborah Logan. I was a just little about bit. to bring oh, yeah, that up. Yeah. So yeah. I think Very what.
1: Because I've seen the Taking of Deborah Logan, like I feel like I was spoiled through that film because it's it's so well done, especially, uh, yeah, you know, reflecting very similar, yeah, the horror of, you know, being faced against someone that's elderly and a little supernatural, and I feel like that film was so well done, and I found myself comparing it to this film, mm. uh, which is probably not fair to the, the film itself, but um, again, I think for a younger audience probably i uh, definitely would suggest it right
2: i agree my yeah. biggest gripe was towards the end where she goes into the basement and then they just like vomit exposition of like this is actually what's really happening
0: yeah, yeah. Is, like,
2: cool. it was like cool thanks for quick. throwing all the answers to our face yeah it was very very it's, like quick. look at all these photos look at these clothes and look at was, the bodies it, it there was there also go.
0: very strange how she even we'll get to it you know and let's yeah, just jump, we'll into jump in right now <gasps> the visit Directed by M. Night Shyamalan, released September 11th of 2015 with a runtime of one hour and 34 minutes and a budget of $5 million in a box office. Get this. M. Night Shyamalan fucking hits it out of the park with his box offices all the time I'm for me. I'm surprised how
1: consistent it
0: is. I am too, and that's why he, he keeps getting to make shit like this. Box office of $98.5 wow. million off around. of a $5 million budget.
1: Last year. Five I million?
0: Wow. Five Did million million. let's see how old does i mean you know he he just does not like old people it sounds like but let's just see how the movie old does because that's his new movie that's coming out called old rating of 68 percent on rotten tomatoes we open to a woman speaking about her falling in love with a substitute english teacher sitting in a chair she continues that they were together for 10 years and had two kids until he fell in love with another woman and he moved to palo alto Uh, She speaks about her parents not liking him and how they reacted towards her about him, her leaving at 19 and not seeing them for 15 years. She continues talking as the camera watches her smoke a stress relieving cigarette outside, saying that her parents found her on the Internet asking to meet their grandchildren. She looked them up and found out that they were counseling people, cracking a joke. She mentions that that she told her kids, and they wanted to they wanted to go meet them against her wishes. She then mentions that her fifteen year old Becca wants to make a documentary about all of this. Becca tells her to go back and describe the events of her leaving. Her mom still doesn't tell her, mentioning that their grandparents cho- uh, choose to tell her. If, the, if her grandparents choose to tell her, then that is their right. Becca comments that she wants to do this for her and her mom, claiming that they are good people, so ask them. She is done with all of this, then title card. And I love the eerie music, though. I agree. Like, yeah, I, this is a strong opening for me. Yeah, it was. Like, personally,
1: I felt the same way when I saw the title sequence and everything, so yeah. I agree with that.
0: Yeah, I think the title sequence is great. That that music is fantastic. That little hominy that's kind of happening in the background.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like M. Night Shyamalan is good at openings and title sequences like that? Because I feel like that from my vague memory, kind of consistent. I I think of The Servant, for example. Sure. Um, I think I remember
0: Sixth Sense. Oh, I one hundred percent remember Six right. Sense, but Six Sense was g- good from opening to close. True, yeah, <laughs> like I love That's Six true. Sense, <laughs> love Sixth Sense. But no, I I agree, except for Avatar: The <laughs> <like Sarah Bender. laughs> Um Airbender. But don't. Um, but with his particular openings and things like that, like I do agree that he has a uh, a flavor to it yeah, but like with devil and this and um uh, with the servant as well the servant has a very strong opening yeah. and first season had a really strong closing for me as well but um the servant just doesn't really make that much sense that's only does for me and i think that's <laughs> the case with m night Shyamalan like yeah productions. yeah because
1: uh, you you try to convince yourself it does and then yeah. you really take a step back and you look at it, and you're like, you're like, what? Doesn't it really it... does not. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense.
2: And it was cool to see that they were trying to make like a shared universe with Unbreakable, Split, and um, what was it, Glass? Glass.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's
2: like three different, completely different stories right. combining together to be like a superhero villain story that's realistic. Yeah, and I like that he actually dives into different genres, but kind of keeps it with the same tone of like horror. Um, but he does a, a bunch I of different styles. Not, I
0: think he's a great visionary, and this is something we can talk more in, in the post-show, yeah. but I think he's, he's a great visionary. And he, yeah, he, he likes to experiment a lot, so let's just see how it goes. He chooses always fantastic actors for his stuff. <laughs> yes. So yeah. uh, that's something I do have to admit. Jump to Becca and her brother Tyler and their mom driving while Tyler is claiming that he's texting two separate girls. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> Fucking, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, by the way, the name of the song that she was listening to was called Possession. Oh. Which makes sense in two different rights and i'll I'll explain those a little bit later becca mocks him about using the word separate but he uh com- he continues with his little cringe swagger talk they continue to make fun of each other for tyler wanting to take his phone with him his mom mentioning that it won't even work while they are out there and they are the o- they're only going to be there for a week becca comments comments about him holding her camera he's like swerve girl <laughs> Ah. Oh my god, he's so cringed for me. (laughs) I I like that it feels very
1: intentional, though. Oh, it's
0: super intentional, and and I love that Becca even calls it out. Yeah, I I, I love when she calls it out. Cut to them hugging each other at the train station. Then, and I love how Becca like places the camera perfectly for these moments. Mm -hmm. Kind of reminds me of like Instagram, like those fake photos with couples. Like you could just totally tell, like they actually yeah. They like they actually fucking hate each other, but (laughs) but in, in reality, like these they obviously love each other and their mom they want they want what's best for their mom uh, then their mom playing the this- Playfully saying bye as the train rides off, her following them as she continues to playful be playful for a moment, then switching to a tearful wave. While they this broke my heart, <laughs> I was just I don't want even want to think about my daughter having to leave home. While they are on the train, Becca continues her documentary about her mom's love life, turning the camera towards her and her brother. They continue saying that their mom and her boyfriend are going to on a cruise. They are going to visit their grandparents. Becca mentioning that they that their that they've never been. Excuse me, Becca's saying that they've never seen them before um and not and not knowing anything about them. the conductor comes up to them asking for their tickets. Becca shares that uh they are where they are headed and who they are meeting, but he is more interested in the camera. He breaks out into an acting monologue, Becca lying about her camera, dying, but he continues, but then she just sh- shuts the camera off. I hate that we got this twice in this movie. Why is that? just because it's, it's it's not a funny gag <laughs> like, yeah, like it wasn't a funny gag the first time and it's not funny the second time it's just like that for me it's just like this is so hilarious we need it twice yeah like it's just no they're laughing about it but no one else is no yeah it's just like God, like just, this
2: is gold yeah like from where was like, this is
0: so cringe for me but it's fine like it, it, it's it's fine. We're, we'll keep we'll keep going. Guts and Taylor going into the bathroom using a napkin to not touch the door handle. This is fascinating. I think this is so fascinating. His his I guess uh germaphobe. Yeah, but it, it's weird because he's only a germaphobe when he goes to the bathroom. Everything else he's touching like no problem. But That's when he goes like, to oh, the okay. bathroom, That's
1: interesting. Yeah, because I wanted to, and I was thinking about saying huh. this for the post show, but I really want to go into. uh these tendencies from a result of like them being left as uh young children yeah and why it's here and what significance it has but i didn't catch that it only is in result with bathroom related things and i guess it has even more impact for something that happens at the end
0: yeah right yeah And it's 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 a very fascinating thing to think about. But I think that's something we should say for the post show, because that sounds great. Becca mentions that he has he has a thing with germs since their dad left, continuing that the the psychologist thinks that it is his way of controlling things. He comes back out back with him with a conductor, Tyler, rapping as the conductor is beatboxing. (sighs) So fucking cringe, but it's so genius. It is so uh, genius to have yeah, this in here. Sure. Wait, why is it genius? I think it's, it's genius something. because it plays very well with Tyler. Because Tyler has as a this, character. Right, but he has yeah. this persona trying to kind of come off as this hotshot. Yeah. But we see him freeze at the end of the movie. Yeah. He is fucking frozen. Yeah. And then he's that hotshot again. So I think this is perfect okay. for his character. I think it flows so perfectly, not his flows itself. Those were fucking horrible, <laughs> but this flows perfectly for his character. The conductor was quote unquote feeling it, um, <laughs> giving Tyler a pound. Um, he said, suge- <laughs> I was probably thinking like. Homeboy knew he sucked. Yeah, I was it's, probably thinking like, like really in reality, he was just like, what <laughs> the fuck? Like, think, looking around. He suggests that he raps at the end of Becca's documentary, but she's trying to win Oscars. Instead, she's like Oscar's, not Razzie's. Uh, they get off the train. Becca commenting that there that this being where her mom grew up, and her thinking that she was the man of oh uh, she was with the man of her dreams. Their grandparents are above the tunnel with a sign and their name on it. Becca sits the camera down, showing them run towards them, and it being Monday morning, popping up with big red text. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, like I it. love these title cards. They greet and introduce themselves to each other, and cut to Becca introducing her grandma to the camera as she awkwardly stands next to her. She does the same for her grandpa. Tyler is in the middle. Tyler's in the middle of them, Becca interviewing them, driving back to their place, Becca coming in hot with the camera work. At the house, Becca points out um, their mom's old tree swing. From Becca's request, Tyler reiterates what their mom used to do. Inspired by it, she tells him to go near it. He runs over to it. She tells him not to touch it and just allow it to swing on its
2: own. It's so weird. Super interesting. Yeah, so weird. Their dynamic has like um, siblings are really... It, odd as well. It's very odd. But they compliment each other as, as like throughout the entire film. You so know what I appreciate I
1: it. Th- that statement really reinforces. I think it reinforces that Becca's very much into filmmaking. Yeah. And yeah. It gives her a reason to constantly film through uh this entire tra- like traumatic story. Right. Because yeah. you, you get a reflect like, you reflect on what type of person she is if she has thoughts like that.
0: Yeah. It, it's interesting that you even bring that up because it's just like why does Tyler care so much to hold the second camera then? That's you a know. good point. Yeah. So. Well, both of them have the motive of kind of like seeing
2: exactly where their mom grew up and what was the cause of like the falling out and stuff like that and finding the resolution for it. So I think she really cares about the swing of being like, oh, my mom probably is like well, swinging on this swing. It's, it's interesting. something you sentimental say that
0: because in the beginning, yeah, I, I, it feels like Tyler. I honestly feel like Tyler doesn't care that much That's as about, uh, as Becca. But
2: Luke, he does. He does. Yeah. He
0: definitely does, but not as much as Becca. Yeah, like she's this she's, is her mission of why she's right? here in general. I think why Tyler holds the camera though so much is because he thinks the fucking grandparents are fucking sketchy. Yeah. So I was as, gonna yeah.
1: follow up with that because I think later on towards the end of the film you don't really see him holding the camera as much. Throughout the middle of it, you do, and I think it's because of that thought process. Right. And also, I think it's because he's bored. Right, like he doesn't have his phone. Yeah, he can't text his his, his, his two ladies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> separate ladies. Uh, I, didn't, I was like, I was gonna say his girlfriend. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't but because um, <laughs> when it comes to these found footage films, to keep myself immersed and like um, feel like it's grounded in reality, because that's what found footage, in my opinion, tries to do. Right. I always had to contextualize why is this person still holding the camera.
0: Yeah, that's what you, yeah, definitely. It, it's a few moments in there that it takes me out for sure. Yeah, but, I could see that too. Yeah. Inside the house, Becca providing commentary as she briefly explores. In the kitchen, Grandma asks Tyler if she if he plays sports. By the way, I don't call them Nana and Pop Pop, <laughs> <laughs> I just call them Grandma and Grandpa. Um, he comments that he doesn't like sports as she comes closer to him asking what, what he does like. Then he, um, then asking about his pants being so low, he bluntly says that I'll rap. <laughs> Becca explaining this uh, this is in white people terms about being a form of modern poetry she then asks for her grandma to give him a topic and he will rap about it even adding um, his pseudonym, T diamond stylus oh god fire <laughs> grandma gives him a topic on pineapple upside down cake he thinks for a moment as he accepts her drink then he starts spitting hot fire gotta add the hoe at the end too yeah <laughs> it seems outdated it's so outdated yeah. <laughs> 2015 <laughs> <laughs> i know right their grandpa comes into in uh into the room enthused by what he witnessed dabbing everyone in the room and i love this moment because retroactively this moment is so fantastic for the grandpa's character Break it, it down. well it's it's more towards the end okay. so like i, I definitely want to wait a bit uh they are in their mom's old room their grandpa commenting that it's not being it's not fancy tyler jumps on the bed becca and him fighting for it they rock paper scissors for a moment becca winning their grandpa is waiting by the door commenting on how good they are and about um and how excited he is about the week he then mentions they're being molded in the basement and to stay out of there tyler checks his phone and him not having service tyler is unpacking becca recording him um asking to act like she isn't there, he starts messing around with her instead. Cut to grandma baking a, a bacon as Becca films um, the photos on the corkboard. Tyler plugs in the ethernet so that uh, they can speak to their mom on Skype, but it's not like an ethernet, it's like a phone cord, like that's a sh- cable. Yes, yeah, like
1: you mean a phone line? Yeah, I thought it was ethernet.
0: I mean, I mean, I mean, that's t- the most logical thing, it's the it. most logical thing, but. Usually, if we are thinking about this in residential terms, Ethernet's aren't in the wall. That's usually only in like, like Wait, routers like, and Wi-Fi yeah. yeah.
1: Well, no, you could have technically a Ethernet phone port. line through the Ethernet yeah.
0: port. Yeah, like, I mean, well, we phone have, lines, phone lines are smaller. We're getting Ethernet very technical pairs. right now.
1: Unless are those phone lines or Ethernet ports? In well, well
0: we're we're in a business though.
1: Yeah. Well, in my house, we have Ethernet ports in the wall. Is it? Did
0: it, it, uh, recently got gig fiber though? So we actually did it ourselves. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: That's different, though. <laughs> see, like these these are see, like what?
2: no no Nana and Pop
0: Pop they did this too. <laughs> yeah, because um, like, totally we're crazy, but not that crazy. Right. I mean, we need some good it, internet. It makes sense, but we never see them a comp- see them have a computer. But it makes sense because we do hear earlier that they found them online or whatever, right? Yeah. Um. So we hear that earlier, so there must be a computer somewhere in the house. But it was like, damn, they must have got really good internet because mom was coming in crystal clear on that Skype. <laughs> uh, <that's a> good <laughs> no phone service, Mom yeah. was coming in mad clear. She was but, on a boat.
1: <laughs> but it, apparently it's so rural that you can't get any phone service. So, yeah.
0: But nah, your, your fucking Xfinity is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> your Spectrum Xfinity, your Cox Cable. Uh, she asked where they are, Becca Sharon, that they are outside. She asked a few questions, then changes her mind on them answering that. And while she is dressed up, cooking. Becca calms her mom down, reminding her that they made the decision to come and they are having a good time. Tyler encouraging her to go on the trip. Her boyfriend comes into the room with snorkeling gear, their mom making a joke about it. With smiles, she says goodbye by telling her kids how much she hates them. Parenting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> cut to becca explaining to tyler that they are going uh, to be filming they go over to his uh they go over his title in the dock becca handing him another camera quick cut to him fooling around with the camera outside he sees his grandpa yelling and greeting from afar he doesn't acknowledge tyler as he g- goes into the wooden shed tyler goes closer his grandpa closing the door behind him he yells uh he yells the greeting again to his grandpa he just looks at tyler but doesn't greet him back. Instead, he just walks away. Tyler coming into view of the camera, asking Becca what's in the shed. They are in they are in their room. Tyler getting up from doing sit-ups. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sharing his thoughts about switching cuss words to female pop stars. Ah, Shakira. <laughs> yeah, <I> was- <laughs> <laughs> just like Kelly Clarkson. Um uh, the door opens, Becca moving the camera to show their grandpa asking how they are doing. He comments that he hasn't seen their grandma this happy in years, sharing that, um, that they are old, so bedtime is around 9.30. They agree. Then he leaves out of the room. They groan and joke about the time. Tyler finishing uh, finishes brushing his teeth. Becca um, complaining about her wanting more cookies. This is another, actually, instance of when he leaves out of the bathroom. He uses the napkin to turn the light off. So Damn. It's only in the bathrooms. So interesting. From what I've seen, at least. From what I can tell. I feel like that's there. I could be wrong,
1: and we'll probably talk about it later. But solely for foreshadowing reasons,
0: probably, yeah. probably just to, to hammer it on the head, and, and his freak out as well, right? Like, yeah. like when he actually has the panic attack, yeah, like that really just kind of hunkers it down into okay. us. But also his monologue is gives us a lot of context of the end of the movie too, right? About so, the football game, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: which. This is a great contrast about everything, and we'll dive deep into those scenes specifically, but we see these small instances where it's telling the story of him really not liking germs in the bathroom, and then we get a slow-down scene of him literally explaining... How he freezes up, which gets yeah. used later. Right. So the storytelling is like it's good and it's bad, at least. So uh, in my in eyes, and, and how the script is written, I was like,
0: yeah. it's like
2: sometimes you give us way too much, and sometimes you actually have the hidden clues that actually makes this movie a lot deeper and makes it more watchable. Mm. It's like, what else did I miss? I
1: want to hear more about that later when we get to it because I watched this on FX now, and I'm wondering if it cut out some portions because mine could, was very for much TV. made yeah. for TV version. Mm. It might have I wonder, but it was it I looked it up, both versions were an hour thirty about
0: oh, interesting, so we'll see, hmm, that's interesting, I mean, it's weird that they would cut something out because it's pg thirteen, yeah, but there were
1: those fata blocks that felt like was very much made for t v for commercials, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. and then yeah.
0: uh yeah, it that could be ads it. And yeah. all that in there, so yeah, uh he tells her to go to go get some while leaving out of the bat the bathroom, she reminds him, she reminds him, oh, excuse me. Did I already mention? She? Yes, I did. Uh, she reminds him of the time and she goes back over um, some of her earlier footage with her and their grandma. They hold each other's hands, Tyler commenting about the making of uh, that making him cry. She tells him that's the point, but shares how much she hates sappy shit. I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, she goes over she goes over the edit using their mom's favorite uh, musical soundtrack once again. Possession. Um, she she's pleased with the soundtrack. Tyler makes fun of her, and she switches she switches to him flexing to the camera. But Tyler is digging that shit. He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I want to talk about that. The um, this is the only two times that we have the the uh, song possession. So that song just to me makes so much sense because of the, I guess grandma here, Nana. Um, she lost a possession of hers that we find out later she lost two yep and with that in mind like she's being very possessive but everyone here has a possession that they want to like uphold where we have becca very much wanted to possess this documentary Mm -hmm. right like this documentary is her baby and then we have her mom who is very, she's possessive over her kids. I wouldn't say very, but she is possessive over her kids, but she's trying to grab possession of her life. Yeah. Like, she's trying to get her life back on track and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And then you have grandpa and grandma here kind of on the same side, but then Tyler is an interesting one because, like, Tyler is just kind of, like, I feel like he doesn't really have a possession. Right. He's just there
2: for the ride. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Super interesting. Uh, Maybe he's the one to be possessed.
2: I think you bring up a really good point about him being like the rapper being like very tough and like the macho guy and then he freezes up. I think he his character arc in this movie is to become what he's always pretended to be. Yeah. To be like the powerful guy who 10. kinda like steps up at the very end after freezing up. Oh, yeah. is his
1: possession him trying to possess his manlyhood? <laughs> I guess that's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a little go. bit of a
0: coming of age yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. We got to Becca um checking the clock it being ten twenty-three um it's always in the 10 o'clock so, hour times when we check the clocks
2: See, I thought it was something special too I was like is no. there a certain time where like it just flips a switch so no. I was like looking at the time I was like okay they mentioned
0: like 930 later on in the movie I was like okay right. they have half they mentioned an hour 30 so to, like, many times in this movie to like get the hell out of there right like <laughs> uh, she tells her camera uh that she can't sleep and that she needs more cookies Opening the awfully loud door, she carefully moves through the dark house. She looks down into the camera on the stairs, leaving a message for her mom, but it is then interrupted by her grandma retching and nonchalantly throwing up on the floor downstairs. <laughs> this is fucking great. Yeah, get good shit out of me. This is fuck, this like, fucking yeah. Rolls. This is wild. This yeah.
1: is a good first, quote-unquote, it, horror scene, right? Right. Yeah. I, I And I think, like we mentioned earlier... And Night Shyamalan films are really good at like getting you like hyped up yeah. for what's to come, but yeah. I feel like they don't always deliver. That's fair. Yeah,
0: yeah, right about that. <laughs> uh, she runs back to her room, waking up Tyler as she uh, continues to retch. Next morning, Tyler is eating breakfast while while teaching his grandma about YouTube. He claims that um that his sound is like Tyler the Creator. <sniffs> Yet another insult to my blackness. She goes to make Becca some food, Jump to her in the horse stables, calling for her grandpa, who was chopping um, a shit ton of wood outside. He startles her, um, him then chucking the hay, while telling her that her grandma is fine and that she just had a stomach bug last night. She hesitantly agrees. He comments that she is old and she gets sick sometimes. Becca comes out of the house looking for Tyler, um, who is in the crawl space underneath the house. She comes close enough to where he grabs her legs and scares her. Becca drops down, pointing the camera at him, Tyler mentioning that they can play hide-and-seek under here. Becca is stoked because her mom, this is her mom's old hide-and-seek spot, she tells her um, ethically confused brother to playfully hide. That's where she kind of brings it up. She's like, Sure, we'll play ethically confused, brother. <laughs> Starting to count, he speeds away. Becca coming after him after sh- uh, she is down counting. They continue through the space. Becca spotting him, going after him. She turns the camera towards herself to call out her plan. When she turns the camera back, her grandma is coming full speed towards her like a fucking animal. This is also great. <laughs> um, Becca screams and bolts right past Tyler. Him thinking that he's in the clear, she hides for a moment. Tyler getting nervous. And calls out to her as he hears heavy pounding breaths in front of him. His grandma comes charging it after him as he scurries away in fright. She stops and giggles when she sees Becca slowly crawling near her as she says, I'm going to get you, Becca. <laughs> so creepy. A little
1: too playful for me with the really? voiceover. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This yeah. got me. Like, I was like, this is so
1: sketch. Really? Yeah. And, and it this reminds is,
0: me of Pennywise. Ooh. I can see that. Yeah.
1: This is probably the first instance where I felt like it's. Uh, the sound design is in this way because some people in particular find this very creepy, right? Yeah,
2: I think it was for me. It's like, why is she even down there? I don't see a grandma going down there and playing hide-go-seek and with people. So for me, I was like, there's something weird going on. Totally, yeah. totally. And I was just keep on guessing. It's like, what's the point of all of this? Is right. she just going mad? Is this something paranormal? Possession? Like I said, I go into these movies completely blind, so I'm mm-hmm. trying to like guess yeah. as I go along. And I think just seeing her crawl so fast and very animalistic, yeah. I was so like sold on this. Like, yo, fucking run. Get the hell out of <laughs> there. Why is she doing this? I didn't see it playful at all. It's like, no, get <laughs> hey, out. And this is the point where it's like, why are you still filming? Leave the cameras. Yeah. Drop everything. Get the hell out of there.
0: Yeah. When I say Both of them are filling. I I
2: feel like when she gets out of the crawl space and then you see what happens next, I was like, you didn't really need to add that. Yeah. She could have just like weirdly just walked away. It's like, thanks for playing. Yeah. And be very creepy about it. But it's like, oh, you kind of took away the scares because of that.
1: Totally. When I said playful, I meant like as far as like the approach of trying to have her voice be scary is too playful. Mm. Oh, that's fair. It's too like cute scary yeah, yeah it's like, i'm
0: coming i'm coming to get you becca yeah, yeah. and like i said uh, like i'm coming to get
1: you becca. <laughs> <laughs> but again those are things and i think for younger audiences uh you know crawling in combination with that uh, yeah cuz like
0: what was the last time you truly had to crawl somewhere
1: yeah that those are the things that i would imagine <laughs> in <Right. laughs> a minute would yeah. get a, yo- a younger audience member
0: yeah. So no, it,
1: it, it probably does
0: well in that regard.
2: Are you yeah. saying I'm a younger audience member? Yeah,
0: dude, you're, you're a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, she, <laughs> laughs. she laughs that she is going to Becca, and Tyler and Becca both make it out of the crawl sp- crawl space. Grandma comes out, continuing her growls and laughs as she wipes her knees. She com- comments that she is making chicken pot pie and walks up the stairs with her half, half butt cheek out as she walks up. So <laughs> a man knocks on the door to the house, introducing himself as dr sam who works at a hospital where her grandparents work he asked about the camera commenting about him being an actor and then reciting a few lines why did we need this twice
1: yeah
2: i
0: agree we didn't need to. So really hammered twice. on our heads like oh your grandparents funny. didn't come on Laugh. saturday yeah well it was him reciting the lines yeah oh that, had, that never mind i uh um, yeah like we the had the had two that with visitors the visitors yeah. yeah no you
1: know? yeah a conductor but
0: he was, he was a conductor. Oh, he was. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was. He was as conductor. Oh, on, you're right. It's just yeah. right there. Conductor. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Wait, well, then who's driving? Who's driving the train? <laughs> the train driver. <laughs> um, it's on rails. It's okay. <laughs> she cuts him off, asking if he would like to speak with her grandparents, but they are um on a walk. He asked for her to tell them that he stopped by, um, commenting that they were supposed to volunteer a few days ago. He believes that it, it is going is getting too stressful for them, even though they won't admit it. She claims that they are fine. He shares one last thing about the gossip floating around the hospital before leaving. Meanwhile, and this is also pretty important, that gossip, because of they mm. have two missing patients that... No one is looking for it, seems yeah. like. Meanwhile, Tyler has the camera turned to himself, commenting about going to explore what's hiding in the shed. He goes over to um his impromptu lines of quote unquote, "Is it dead bodies?" Uh, until he feels like he got it right. Tyler waits for his grandpa to go inside the shed. Sounds of thumping and rattling inside. Once he leaves out, Tyler gathers the courage to go inside himself. Inside, flies buzzing and him commenting about the smell. He goes towards the back, noticing a pile of diapers. He doesn't know what he's looking at right away, so he moves closer, and then he grabs one, then realizes, running out of the shed and falling to the ground from the sight, calling out to Kelly Clarkson when he falls to the ground <laughs> I think I missed <laughs> uh, grandma comes up to um, next to him and um, he, uh, he was like what the hell Nana <laughs> uh, cut to them sitting on the couch a grandma sharing his grandpa's condition um, and I even put here now I have a theory of, uh, for this I think he's um, he does actually was planning on burning them at the end to leave no traces of the DNA because she does add that saying like this is your grandpa's condition. He has accidents and blah, blah, blah. Pretty oh. much he has Crohn's disease. And I think he was putting them there to burn them later, to actually burn them. So you're I saying instead of throwing, throwing
1: them in the trash right. and an investigation being had and like, oh, look at all this shit. Let's right. search the DNA in it. Yeah.
0: Because like they, the whole plan for these grandparents were to kill these kids. To eat them. and Maybe. And the main thing was like it was – Pretty much probably, I would assume, it was Pop Pop's idea to be like, let's just have one last hurrah.
1: And burn mm. my shit. Yeah, and burn my shit together
0: <laughs> <laughs> on these pile of children. Uh, cut to them sitting on the couch, grandma sharing his grandma grandpa's t- condition, sharing that he hides them in the shed, then burns them. She apologizes for them, telling him that uh, they are really trying, then decides to make him some bread pudding, and asking if they are all on... If they are all good before she leaves, and Tyler says that they are, Becca is inside the kitchen filming herself as she as she shares characteristics of her mom. Tyler calls for her so they can leave inside the car. Becca is um, is uh, mentioning this game that they play where they have to point out at a building and mention who lives there and what they secretly do. Um, and this is also another thing that took me out of it. Like, and it takes me out of it after the fact. So like, if you rewatch it, it takes me out of this situation because. This is a fugitive, pretty much on the run, who escaped from the hospital. And, and yet just, he's and just now. out in the open. And I'm just like, what? I can see that. Like, so it takes me out of it a little So, bit. I
1: mean, do you think they're fully there mentally? Oh, no. Do you think that's why?
0: Probably. They're out and about. I mean, that's why he attacked that dude, man on the street. <laughs> man on the <laughs> and street. And maybe- Played by Steven. <laughs> Great performance. Maybe that moment
1: happened for. Uh, someone that like you that watches it and has that that query right of like what what is he doing yeah and then maybe it reinforces like oh it's because he's
0: probably yeah, he's probably yeah not there yeah uh, Tyler asks for her to do the police station she plays along and then we switch to Tyler's turn as he is uh, talking about a building Grandpa cuts him off and tells him that it's actually Maple Shade bet you know that quite well there <laughs> find out what Maple <laughs> Shade is a little bit later um and I actually have a theory about him in general actually as okay. well. Uh, Becca shares that their mom told them that they volunteer there. He comments that they do every Tuesday and Thursday, claiming that they are good people. Just nobody is there to take care of them, and they uh, and that they would visit as soon as as he finds his badge. Cut to Tyler standing in front of their mom's old high school. He explains to the camera what their mom used to do. Becca turns the camera to her grandpa asking if she was a good student. He is looking at someone who he claims is staring at them from across the street. He says that they have to go, but instead he runs over to him, grabbing the guy for following them. Becca um, and Tyler run over to him to get him off of the guy as as um, they apologize to him. Quick theory. yeah.
1: What if pop pop didn't want to fabricate a story of how their mom was like. So he was like, Oh crap. Got played. Cool. Yeah. Insane. Look, Steve Annan playing as man on the street. <laughs> Let me. You're my victim now. Yeah. Let me go, go, go make a scene me. so I can avoid this question.
0: <laughs> That's a good thought. Yeah, That's a great yeah. thought. Uh, back at home, Tyler excitedly shouting about his grandpa being strong. The camera is pointed at their grandparents working on a puzzle together inside the house while the siblings are outside. Becca reminds him that he's old and that he's just confused. Becca and Tyler are getting ready for bed, Tyler asking her if she still doesn't want to talk about what happened earlier. She closes the bathroom door, then proceeds to work on her laptop as Tyler sleeps. She falls asleep, but wakes up from thumping and creaking outside their door. She stares at the door for a moment until Tyler gets up as well. They are getting up, watching the door, Tyler narrating the time, asking his sister to open the door as the sound continues. She doesn't want to, so he hands her the camera to continue recording so he could just open it. Something thumps on the door, causing them to both move back. Trying to to gather his courage, he repeats that he is going to open the door, but she doesn't think it is a good idea. He repeats you yet again and she irritatedly tells him to now just open the door he quickly opens the door their grand, their grandma completely naked scratching on the wall across the door uh, or scratching on the wall across them uh, um from their door he quickly closes the door <laughs> as one should as one should because what the <laughs> after seeing flying that fuck you know And I love the the actual stamps that we're getting here that we know like, oh, this was a Tuesday night that this happened because we got the timestamp earlier and stuff like that. Next day, Wednesday, um, Becca is looking for her grandpa. Finding him, he he shares that her grandma has a diagnosed disorder. She asks – and he doesn't tell her what disorder. He's just like, she has a diagnosed disorder. Okay, of what? Like, what? It was like, what? What she, what she got <laughs> so I can know to like stay away or something. <laughs> um, she asks why she, uh, why was she throwing up last night? He, um, he is getting dressed as he continues sharing his wife's mental state. And then he actually gives the um, disorder of sundowning. Uh, he calls it sundowning. It being some sort of dementia that is triggered by nightfall. He compares it to someone talk, talking in their sleep, then reminds them of the 930 and for them to just stay safe in their room. Um, she agrees him apologizing for this, but she claims that it is fine and that they are leaving in a few days anyway. Becca asks if he's going somewhere. He tells her that he has a he has to catch a train to go to a costume party. She tells him that he's got a he's gotten a mix up. Embarrassed, he takes the garments off as as she consoles him. Cut to Grandma greeting Becca from outside the house and letting her know that she made ch- uh, cheddar biscuits. Excuse me. She comments about her grandma or her grandpa and him getting ready for a party, then mentions that she is uh, finishing up some work outside the house. Then she she shares that the spilled batter on the that she spilled batter on the camera of her computer and that she tried to clean it, then apologizes for it. What do you think that was about? They talked to her mom and they knew. Like when they skyped the mom, like, yeah. cause the, they know they're not their grandparents. Right. Oh, okay. So like the mom, it was, she, that's the only reason oh, I so could assume. She was
1: trying to mess with the camera yeah. intentionally. She
0: intentionally cleaned that it. That went over my head. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very interesting concept and it's really smart from them. Um Yeah. They're very intelligent for being like yeah. crazy.
1: <laughs> I guess I guess that is a moment for like a second watch through. When, Probably, when you know, the twist.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what a twist <laughs> outside with Tyler, him commenting about their grandma um, acting strangely. Becca writes it off sharing the definition of sundowning. It reads, quote, a neurological reaction to sunshine and moonlight sundown syndrome, a term of disorientation, agitation and a general worsen of mental symptoms classify uh, classically described in elderly at dusk or nightfall. End quote. She writes it off as them just being old. Tyler asks about the com- about the computer. She comments that um it is only the camera that is messed up. He thinks that something else is going on, finding it odd how she cleaned off the camera lens to where she can't see anything. Um, when it is used Becca claims that she made a mistake and in, is in to just consider them old Cuts to them speaking with their mom on the cruise sharing how everything is going with her and her boyfriend their mom comments about not being able to see them then asks why Tyler is so quiet he shares that their grandparents are acting strange Becca hits him to shut up their mom doesn't understand Tyler quickly explains what is going on she explains that they are old then asks Becca how they are actually Becca mentioning that um, um they haven't been mean to them um at all. Tyler butting back in about grandma crawling after the uh, after them underneath the house, Becca reminding him that they were playing hide and seek. They're um ecstatically shouting that she um uh she used to love that. <laughs> I would have been I would have been so weirded out. Yeah, me too. Like I'd be like that sounds weird. That does sound a little odd, kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that sounds weird. Uh, She asks what the level of problem is, Becca convincing him to say one, one, and he does. She exclaims that she misses her kids while everyone is cheering in the background for the competition that's happening. Um, Their mom tells them that they have to go. Their grandpa is smoking in the house, the camera coming closer to her. She uh, puts out the cigarette, slightly seductively moving the mug, saying, hi, honey. With a smile on her face, <laughs> this was weird. Yeah, like this took me out of it as well. But it just, to me, it was just like, oh, cool, grandpa and grandma pick up the camera. That was it. Yeah, because obviously, clearly, yeah, it. Yeah, that was just like that was the. There's no point. Into, there was no like, point story, in that at yeah. all. Like, and there's there's also another point that is also kind of weird for me as well. That right. takes me out of it, but we'll get there. Looking
2: out the scope too, someone edited this movie quote-unquote movie right and they're like yeah let's keep that scene in
0: yeah exactly going back a little
1: bit it's a little strange that the mom was like oh i used to love when we would like
0: play hide and seek under the crawl space yeah
1: but how weird is it that this fake nana yeah it's been 15 years yeah
0: and on top of that like you haven't seen them in 15 years why are you so extremely trusting like I get it yeah. like you know you've lived with your parents I mean, but if you haven't talked to your parents in 15 you had years you gotta fall out for so right. long
2: and not talked to them at all yeah like and what we learned later on is like yeah they did not li- uh, like leave in really really good terms at right. all yeah if there's
0: ever that sense of violence again that's your children that they're gonna be exposed to exactly so it's just like why why are you this kind of like they're old they're nice people and blah 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 and it's just like alright then why won't you talk to the mom yeah <laughs> Like what the fuck? Yeah. Becca and Grandma take a message from our sponsors, and we're back. Becca and Grandma are doing the dishes. Becca stopping to ask her about her mom. Grandma doesn't say anything. Becca asking asking that maybe she would want to want to talk to her in an interview. Still silent, she walks away from Becca to clean other sections of the kitchen. She goes to the stove, pulling out pulling out of tray, pulling out a tray, and looking at Becca for a moment before asking her to get inside the oven to clean it. Becca doesn't understand, but her grandma explains in a monotone in a monotone voice that the kitchen has to be cleaned, reminding her that the oven is off. Becca is hesitant at first, but then works up the courage to do it. Grandma tells her to get on, get all the way inside. As she begins to shake impatiently for a moment as she does so, uh, she tells Becca that she will uh, star in her movie now after she was finished. Hmm. What was your guys' first, like, initial thought on this? You're just because I love this scene, I I find this scene just so intense. There's obviously something off. What was It's one of the things where, like, obviously
2: seeing this for the first time, not knowing anything. I felt like something was going to happen. But with the runtime being so early on, I didn't think anything was gonna happen as well. It's just gonna be sure. one of those weird moments. But yeah, I'm happy I mean, to circle back later on.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah.
2: And I was like, Oh, this is it. This is the moment. So it kinda of like gave me that pre warning of like wait until later. But okay. yeah. Yeah. I'm on the same boat that's back. how I took it. I was like, okay, and I'm happy you guys brought up Hands on Gretel because that definitely gave me Hands on Gretel yeah, vibes absolutely. right here. It's like, oh,
0: Yeah, cool. This totally, it's just a complete rip from Hazel and Gretel right here for sure. Um, I really enjoy this scene though. Like, I I think this scene is actually a really strong scene of seeing the psyche of the grandma. Mm -hmm. And Becca, we saw very clearly that Becca would edit in the moment. So, seeing that and seeing her grandma impatiently shake while Becca's inside the oven, that should have been a fucking huge red flag. That's a really good point. Yeah. Like so, like uh, that should have been a huge red flag. Like she obviously wanted to close me in there. I like, right?
1: <laughs> I, I think when it comes to situations like this, um, I forgot the specific uh, term in psychology, but when you just listen to uh, a figure of authority and you don't really question him, because oh, that's fair. Yeah, like, yeah. right? Know, this is my grandma. Like, uh, she. Why wouldn't older. I trust her? Yeah, and like yeah. also, like I need to listen to her. Like, and you, I feel like some people, especially younger people. Have the thought process of like, well, what's really gonna happen? Am, yeah. am I crazy for thinking that right. she's gonna cook me in the oven? Right. Right. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's fair. Cuts to Becca. Uh, Becca's grandma all dolled up for her interview in the living room. Becca asks her grandma some loose questions, and then she asks her a question about her. Her and Grandpa asking where they first met and um and what she thought of him and then and her saying that they met in a garden, which. Probably is very true, coming from where they probably came from. (laughs) Um, She then asks about the day her mom left. Grandma starts to shake. Almost uncontrollably, oh. as she whimpers, Becca tells her to not answer that question, and she calms her down a, a bit. But is rather upset. She tells Becca that d- um she tells Becca that she doesn't want to answer any questions about her daughter Loretta Jamison. Becca is about to um ask another question, but she yells that she no longer wants to be in her movie. Meanwhile, Tyler is is uh, setting a hidden setting up a hidden camera in the living room, speaking to the camera about him figuring out what's going on. Becca comes into the room, telling him. Um, that he can't do that she is about to take it take down the camera because of her standards but he fights back to put it back um, in place using a real using a reality TV show as an explanation she goes to take down the camera again while having a slight argument with her brother now night Tyler is speaking into the camera about um hoping th- things don't get weirder before turning it off now 1016 they wake up from thumping outside their room um, uh I don't know why I wrote it that way. They open the they open the door, but Becca um, tells him to wait and just open the door for a little while. The um the running continues. He slowly unlocks the door and pills the door back. I love that now they lock the door yeah. at night. That's great. Um, they don't see anything right away. Then their grandma running back and forth with her hands behind her back, Naruto-style. She <laughs> then crawls rapidly tw- um, towards the door, and Tyler closes the door as she comes closer to it. This is fucking awesome. Super scary. Great use of shadows here. Right. This is great. This is beautifully framed, beautifully shot. Everything about that scene is fantastic.
2: And I think that's where the movie is... More powerful as every night scene, Ooh. and this is where like it resonated. As like, oh yeah, this is like paranormal activity. Yeah, each night it's so. just going to get more and more intense.
1: So I have a contrasting view to that. So for me, I felt like it stayed stagnant. I felt like we were getting the same thing every night, and it wasn't escalating for me. That's fair. Um, I mean, it it was because her movements were different, but I wanted to see a little more crazy, right? You wanted to see more oh, aggression. She, yeah, she yeah.
2: rushed for that door though.
0: Well, who would have like she did, yeah. but she didn't bang on it. No. She, she just rushed just towards the imagery she, of it. Is I mean, that's scary,
1: that's course. fair. I just, but I felt like the levels per night were almost the at same. equilibrium. You know, right. yeah. Um, but one thing that, makes that sense. came to mind, going back a little earlier when Nana was being interviewed, um, is Um she actually really intelligent, feigning distress because she has nothing to say about this woman she doesn't know that actually she has no
0: can't. idea about Loretta Jamison. Yeah, that's why she said her whole name,
1: and also feigned the distress of remembering right. And that's something that you only get Fucking through a rolls. second watch through because I just thought she's mentally unstable. Sure. Clearly this is a, 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 a triggering moment for her to think back on, but just like how Pop Pop attacked Man on the Street, played by Steve Anon. <laughs> Shout out to Steve. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> using these moments of creating scenes to avoid the the opportunity for them to get caught. At least that's how I'm seeing it as now.
2: Do you think she's properly diagnosed in this as sundowning? So I wanted to
1: ask that as well, Because I was
2: was reading into the terminology and everything like that, and it kind of fits exactly what was going on too. So at this point in the movie, I had no idea if there was something paranormal going on, which is where I was kind of leaning towards, or like a possession maybe, or some type of cults. And they're like the leaders of the cult or something like that. Because there's always these people coming to visit them. I was like, oh, maybe they're like the head of this cult or something like that. Yeah. and um, But it fits. They're saying that with well, Sundowning, there's behaviors of confusion, anxiety, aggression, and ignoring directions. So when I saw her doing like the whole entire interview process, like she's kind of ignoring the directions. She's having a little like uh, aggressive outburst, yeah. essentially, even on herself. Uh, and obviously confusion and stuff like that. So I'm glad you like, brought up the question. I was like, I don't know. I
1: was going <laughs> to propose it as well because clearly at night something's up, right? She's running through the house naked like a ninja and throwing <laughs> up. Ninja. Um, the Rudo star. But during the day, I wonder if this... She's more normal, but it's still weird. Yeah, but she yeah. has her moments. And right. that's and that's where I, where I wonder, in the situation where she starts um, freaking out, is she... Is she feigning it? Like is, right. is it fake? Is it a, an act? And because it seems like this diagnosis that she has is night related. Yeah. But
2: and then for context of story, we often get a close up look at her like pulling up the clock and showing the clock to the camera, saying, you know. like, it's late. Weird right. stuff is about to happen.
0: So here's a here's I have a theory about this as well, where think of it this way. During the day, she's not as bad. Right, but as we see, once Thursday hit, she's she's getting there. Yeah, right. Well, think about it this way: if if we think about the ending of the film, of what kind of happens there, her meds are completely wearing off. Yeah, I was about to bring that up as well. Because before she left, she was probably I would assume heavily medicated. Yeah, right. She didn't leave that long ago, as we learned. Do you have a time frame? We we do okay yeah um not a super duper time frame but we we have a time frame like they probably left a week or so ago from this facility but it's uh if, if that because like oh, yeah, you, you get the people kind of coming one person
2: it's like yes yeah, Saturday exactly. was a missing day
0: right so it's things like that that you kind of keep going on she's withdrawing yeah and that and mm. I believe that's what's happening during the day is that she's withdrawing and that's why she's more monotone more standoffish and things like that and right we may see it as like
1: supernatural like traits but more so but it could indeed it, be sundowning yeah or yeah. it could be a lack of medication and this is the result of it
0: right hmm. exactly she then crawls rapidly towards the door and oh i read that part already sorry um he asked if she is supposed to do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. becca explained that it is similar um to uh to talking in your sleep she they are interrupted by minor scratches on their door um next morning thursday um they are walking they're walking out Excuse me. They are out on a walk down a snowy path. Tyler mocks his grandma's running escapades the night prior. His grandma... she. Like, this, this is how you know, like, bro, you're a front. Like, <laughs> you were scared as shit last night. His grandma coming back to tell tell them about a family of foxes. They catch up to them, their grandma um, staring into a well. Grandpa pulls her back as Tyler asks Becca what she's doing. Cut to Tyler and Becca in the barn, Becca interviewing Tyler about their dad. He seems content about his dad leaving, but Becca doesn't believe that he um, truly feels that way. She asked him. She asked for him to uh, make her believe it. He tells her. He starts telling her a story about how he froze up when he was supposed to tackle someone during a football game. While he when he was eight, he could hear everyone yelling and screaming at him, his dad included. But all he could do is just stand there. When they left the game, he mentions that the, uh, their dad didn't say anything. He just patted him on the back. Um, Becca chimes in, asking for clarification about why their dad left, being that he could, he didn't tackle someone during a football game. And I love what he says here. He's like, it's like, whoa, it when sounds dumb when you say it like that. Yeah. It's it like that. <laughs> a good line. The siblings are grabbing water um, out of the well. Becca asking why they are there. Tyler mentions that they are staring, that they were staring at something while pouring the, the dirty water back into the well. Cut to Becca sitting in a chair on a dirt road, wanting her brother to interview her. He feels silly with the question, but she uh, gracefully answers the question anyway. He asks her, about why she looks why she likes some guy some guy based on his appearance she hesitates but then comments that he's kind and he has kind eyes. Tyler um, then asks her uh, ask her another question about why she doesn't like looking at herself in the mirror. She doesn't understand why he's asking these questions. He shares his observation. Becca shrugs about about sh- Becca shrugs about to cry as Tyler comments about her sweater also being inside out just to show her how it feels to answer uncomfortable questions. She ignores him, commenting about the lens zooming. Tyler doesn't know what she means and then asks um, the question again. She asks him when does, he think, when does he think that all of this started happening, but he reverts the answer towards her as if she already knows. He then assumes that she believes she's worthless, telling her to admit it. It's was like, fuck. This is so a what, rough conversation. What's
1: up with this scene? I don't know. It's weird it's it's, it's like weird He's am
0: trying to expose her, it's like relax, that's her sister like yeah, and I think it, I think it's because, like for him, he's trying to show her like how it feels when she puts people in these interviewing situations, but right. there's nothing that came off to make us know as an audience that he was irritated by that exactly and that's the that's the weird
1: part it also seemed very out of character even as her brother, right, right, and I'm very much confused about her. Being known for not looking in the mirror, even to the point of wearing her clothes inside out unknowingly, like it seems so
0: weird. It was a it weird out of place. It was yeah. a weird exposition and, that wasn't necessary. I, okay, it's, <laughs> one
2: of, it's one of those things where it's like you have to look at it as a film aspect. It's like this scene is in here for a reason. What is that reason? Yeah, because we get a great contrast later on at the end of the movie where she starts to see herself in the mirror. And that's the thing that kind of saves her later.
1: But it's so weird right. because it, it felt Is like Is it supposed to be symbolic? Yeah. Like, what it, do you want from it? It feels like in a film uh perspective it's being justified by its own reasons and its own merits. Like it right. creates this situation for something that happens later on and you're supposed to feel something from it. But I feel like it totally misses the mark because it yeah. seems disingenuous and doesn't really make sense. Right. And we don't even get like context to why she can't look in a mirror or it
0: seems like they're trying to build her character more right but for this character building moment it doesn't make sense because we have her character built already she's a filmmaker yeah
2: it's one of those things where like this is how i take it i feel like it's her story arc is the reason why she's there in the first place is to get this elixir quote unquote for her mom to feel accomplished of her dad leaving her pretty much right it's like if i can accomplish this for my mom i'm not going to feel as bad as my dad left because the same thing is happening with uh, the the kid yeah um being like yeah i froze up and i blame myself that's the reason why they are both blaming themselves and that's why she can't look at herself in the mirror that I, mean, I the understand, whole but it's roundabout f- is like now I can look at myself in the mirror and accomplish and overcome the obstacle that's in front of me, which is the encounter we get later, out, later on in the movie. Which yeah. is, that technically. I think the movie I, just was trying to be deeper than it actually came out to be. Yeah, right.
1: It almost comes off
0: as corny. Um, right. It is corny. But
1: the way you break it down, it makes me. It's be like a that's what they
2: were
0: attempting it? to get. I, I hope so, right? Does that make sense? It was just to trying me. to build exposition. Yeah, that, right. honestly was just odd yeah and they're trying to layer the characters out of nowhere
1: along with this trauma that they uh experienced from their dad leaving them and this kind of being the moment where they kind of use exposition to explain that it feels very unnecessary to me it does and it doesn't really feel all that genuine
0: i'm with you i i you know i don't don't feel it either but it's uh my other gripe was the zoom in because that would have been a perfect scare
1: yeah, to have someone very far in the yeah, like distance. or have the grandparents really yeah, far
0: in the yeah. distance, just staring at them. Yeah, and I that thought, would have been fucking perfect. I thought that was going
1: to happen too. Yeah,
0: and and I think that for was the reason forgotten. why they had it, kind of like the whole thing where you close the medicine cabinet and no one's behind you when yeah. it's supposedly supposed to be yeah. behind you. But so I think still. this is
1: again, and I keep bringing up that PG thirteen moment for a younger audience, where they're like covering their their eyes or right. their fingers, trying to peek through, like is something going to pop out in the back or whatever, yeah, you know, just to mess with them.
0: Yeah. Because it feels that way. Now, Jess Becca crying into the camera, explaining that their dad just gave her a card when she, when he left. She is in her room, camera pointing, and it, once again, like it still doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, but she is in her room, camera pointing at her, while an old video of them as kids with their dad is playing on the screen, claiming that she refuses to use footage of any footage of him. Um, with her dad in it because she doesn't forgive him, yet she's using footage of him. It's playing behind her. Cut to Tyler going downstairs, his grandma standing in the middle of the of the floor, staring at him. He confusingly calls out to her. She just turns and walks away. Tyler believes that Becca isn't opening her eyes and knows that something is going on there. He goes outside to Becca, thinking that their grandparents could be hiding something in the basement. She reminds him that there is mold down there, asking him to stop. He asks for her to allow him to put the camera out we jump to a woman named Stacy greeting Becca asking her grandparents if her grandparents are around she tells Stacy that they're that they just stepped out Stacy explains that she has that she was in the rehab program over at Meadowbrook um, sharing that they used to sit by her bed t- her bedside during bad times, she offers them a blueberry cobbler since they never showed up on Saturday. Calling out that her grandma hasn't been feeling herself, thinking that she would just stop by and check in on them. Um, mentioning about something mentioning about something that happened at Maple Shade. Meanwhile, Tyler's in the kitchen. Notices that the pantry door is slightly opening and closing. Thinking that it is his grandpa, he calls out to him. Becca pops out of the pantry, scaring him and me. Um, s- uh, saying that they are there. Even uh, <laughs> it, it gets me all the time. Becca <laughs> needs footage of their of their. Gra- I'll f- fucking love jump scares. I love that shit. I
1: love jump scares too.
0: They're they're great. They're great. I love them. I, I love, love them. I love that little jolt.
1: You hear that, Freddie? I love them.
0: <laughs> and I'm proud. I love that jolt. I just like I just like that. When lo- done correctly. <laughs> It well yeah purpose. of course yeah. yeah but it's just i love the little jolts that we that right. you get from a jump scare is yeah. what i'm saying the feeling of a jump Electric scare. electricity i started swearing <laughs> yeah <It's> like- <laughs> becca uh, i think that's what you say carry underwood um <laughs> becca needs the footage of their grandparents so she decided to follow them around the rest of the afternoon her grandma's laughing hysterically in the other room becca assuming that she is watching tv she goes into the room. Her grandma is in a rocking chair that is just facing the wall as she continues to laugh. So creepy. This is great. Becca uh, goes closer to her, asking if she's okay. She tells Becca good afternoon in a dark tone, then mentions that she has the deep darkies, taking the scarf around her head, smothering her face, um, Becca telling her to stop as she holds her hand. Her grandma commenting that she ha- um that you have to laugh to keep the deep darkies in a cave. Becca goes... um you know what's funny i even put it i was like i was like mm, i have, would have used a different word yeah deep darkies yeah <laughs> yeah we're going there all right um becca goes out uh, out to the barn looking for her grandpa she calls for him surprising him as he cocks back the hammer to um to a shotgun as he holds the barrel in his mouth he interrupts, uh, he interrupts her by claiming that he was just cleaning his gun. She tells him that she thinks grandma grandma isn't feeling well. He gives his thanks and um, that he will check soon, reiterating that he was just checking his gun. I swear I was just cleaning, no, just it. cleaning it. Just cleaning it. Um, I have some theories about that that I want to say for the pojo. She goes to her brother agreeing on them putting the camera out tonight. They do so, making sure it's covered enough. Um, Cut you know what's actually interesting <laughs> the the shots outside before bedtime does she just she's B-roll. supposed to she, yeah but she's supposed to be in bed May, at 930 maybe they just
2: filmed a bunch of random shots earlier in the week and stuff like that they're just using it in between it but, doesn't have to be in chronological order I guess technically
0: no 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 but that doesn't make sense for the found footage aspect yeah Because like if she's supposed to be in bed at nine thirty and they're like, Okay, bedtime, what is she doing going outside, taking this B roll shot of the trees? Yeah. When supposedly she's scared to even leave her room.
2: But like I said, this could be like night one footage that was inter
1: edited in I don't I doubt that. But like Prince for story
2: purposes mentioned,
1: like when it comes to found footage, it usually is pretty linear, right? Right.
2: I mean, for the most part, but you can tell that this entire movie is edited. Well, of course. Well. Yeah. So but, it's not really like found footage. We don't see like a linear structure as the story goes on. Yes. Right. But I'm just looking at like a film aspect. It's like, yeah, people can like film a bunch of well, yeah, as a film and aspect and
0: interweave that, it into a story. That totally makes sense. But right. this is a linear kind of story that is edited by Becca in the moment. But the main thing that throws me out of this movie is the fact that they hammered over our heads that they need to be in their rooms at 930. Yet we get these shots of us of the movie telling us it's nighttime now. Then they're in their room. Right. And that's where I'm just like inconsistencies. Yeah. I don't like that. I think that's very weird for a found footage movie. What if it was like
1: 845
0: p.m.? You know, I hope so. (laughs) That's what I'm hoping
1: for, but because over here during the summer in in California, the sun goes down at nine. But maybe where
0: they're at, oh, it's winter though, right? Where they are? Or actually, I don't know. I don't don't know where it is because like the mom goes on a cruise ship, so she dips out of PA. So she's like, "I'm out."
1: (laughs) So yeah, maybe maybe the sun. Well, no, that doesn't make sense for her condition though, because the reason why nine thirty is because when it's night, right. She goes cuckoo for cuckoo buffs.
0: Right. So that's why. So for me, it's a bit of an inconsistency that really takes me out of the movie. I can see that. But that's just, that's just my gripe. Um, Cuts of them watching a video of their mom dancing with messages of, I miss you and, I, and see you soon. Tyler commenting that she seems better off without them and Becca reminding him of their mission. Mm, stick to the mission, Tyler. They tell their grandparents good night, grandpa asking if they are okay. Becca immediately says that they are fine. Him asking again, Tyler nervously uh, sharing that they are terrific um, and they're all both like mad nervous right now. They're good with that and they tell them goodnight before they all head into their rooms. Inside, Tyler has a minor breakdown because there aren't any tissues in the bathroom and feels something is on his hand. Becca tries to help him with uh, grabbing toilet paper underneath the sink. He's not satisfied right away, but she continues to assist him claiming that it is coming off. He feels better, and they lie down for the night. Becca shows the time being 10.41 in the camera before um, going back to bed. Downstairs, Grandma is doing her odd routine, slamming the cabinet doors, opening and close. She goes to, uh, to the other side of the living room, then rapidly crawling back towards the camera, jumping and growling in the lens before grabbing it now that's a bad jump scare she (laughs) takes the camera grabbing a knife and um, walking up to the stairs as she pants sitting the camera down she walks to the kids doors inside their room we hear her rattling and banging on the door Tyler wakes up calling for Becca she whispers for him to stay in bed their grandma banging on the door again while wielding the knife next morning Friday they check the footage Becca tells him that their mom will be um, home later that afternoon and that they are um, ending this trip today she motions Tyler to pack his bags um outside they're acting like they're playing (laughs) very poorly uh while their grandma stares from the kitchen window their grandpa comes out asking if they're all right she shouts that they are just playing (laughs) like they're just throwing the ball in the air and catching it very odd um but he doesn't leave, so she asks if he would like uh, to do the interview. She sits down to interview her grandpa, asking him about him working in the coal industry. He shares a story about him working in a factory at night and him seeing a white thing running around. He told people about it, that uh, but they didn't believe him, and then he was fired becca mentions that her mom didn't tell him that he comments that she doesn't know and that it happened after she left becca comments about his mood he tells her that he knows that uh it is the end of their trip and he knows it is all coming to an end she asks why doesn't what, why doesn't he ask their mom if he could visit he's silent asking if she's if he's still angry and that um and that her mom can't get over it thinking that he's still mad at her he's still silent Becca and Tyler are back in their room reviewing the footage. Tyler comments about the quote unquote white thing um, story making him nervous. Becca relating this to some sort of schizophrenia. They hear a car door close outside the house. At the window, they hear chattering from Stacy and their grandparents. She is yelling at them, Becca thinking that uh, she is telling them that they need help. Grandpa offers her to come inside. Cut to Becca still working um, to get the scum off the computer lens. Tyler asks if she saw Stacy leave. She doesn't answer. This is interesting. I love this whole aspect of Stacy coming back and all this other stuff. But I do have a little – another little quarry, I guess, with this um, – with certain points in this movie when it's Friday um, or, I guess, Thursday night. Why – I mean, obviously because it's a movie. <laughs> but why did the grandma take the camera – up there with her.
1: Yeah. It's another thing mm. like I said throughout the episode um it's there just because it scares the audience.
0: Yeah. Right? Like and totally it's it's for us to see. Like it would have been fine, completely fine if she would have just not even did the scare because that was a very cheap jump scare, but just walk in the kitchen, grab a knife and we hear it. We can hear the knife coming out of the uh, knife holder. Yeah, that would have been a lot better. And her walking up the stairs with the knife wielded in her hand. Mm -hmm. That would have been 10 times more effective. I agree with you. Instead of her taking the camera with her, then sitting it down on the floor so we can watch her bang on the door and then picking the camera back up to put it back. Mm -hmm. Like that was weird. I'm on the same page with you. But at the same time, it's pretty crazy
2: what she is. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's still, it's still, it's just that's like the only thing you can, like,
2: kind of protect it back with. is it. like, I guess,
0: but like, I don't know, that's just another scene that just takes me out yeah, of it. It makes no sense. Yeah,
2: and I was just like, why does she? And David's completely that? right. It's for the scares, right? It's yeah. For the audience, yeah, it's, it's totally for, for us to
0: see, it's for us danger. to be injured. Like, oh the characters God. are finally in, right? right. But if, if I would have been on set, I would be like, wouldn't it be better if she didn't touch the camera? Right. I'm just saying. <laughs> or it would have been cool if the kids actually put the camera outside of their
2: room because they know that's where that like, activity comes from the most.
0: Right. Instead of in it's the like, living cool. room. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then we can hear like weird noises going down downstairs, which creates suspense and tension. And then, and her then her now we see... And then with the knife. Knife. So yeah, there's so many better ways next of night.
0: Her, other than her picking right. up the camera.
2: The less you see, the better it is. Right. Because you're creating that suspense and tension of not knowing what's going on. Yeah. Rather than giving us everything. Exactly. So...
0: Once again, Becca's editing. Sign this. us up for the next script. So she's, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, they're acting like they're playing again. Their grandpa coming out to tell them that their um, that their grandma agreed to do one last interview. During the interview, Becca expresses that she's happy that she is doing this with her grandma. Says that she uh, that she said that it is all over. Becca allows her to talk about whatever she would like. Excuse me. She tells Becca that she wants to talk about the water, claiming that there are little creatures in it. She says that they are from another planet, um, and I forgot the name of the planet that she names it. It was a very interesting Starts name. with an S. Starts with an S. It's like, Symphomador or something? Yeah, something. That sounds something very like close. that. Um, <laughs> I didn't write it down, because I was like, I, it's no way I can pronounce that. Um, but she says, she says the name of the planet, and that they um, spit into the water all day long. Um, it makes you sleep but you won't die. This is fascinating. She continues, when people go underwater in the pond, they go into a deep, beautiful sleep. Becca looks into the camera, thinking that her grandma bad batshit, but her grandma <laughs> ends um, saying that it is a made-up story. She jokes for a bit with Becca about the creatures before Becca wants to talk more about her grandma's relationship with her mom. She asks if she wants to see her. Grandma shakes her head no, rapidly saying no, never. Becca asks, uh, what did her mom do on the day that she left? Um, tear welting on, uh, tears welting on her cheek, <clears throat> Excuse me. she starts smacking her, smacking her forehead. Becca quickly calms her down, asking for, uh, for them to pretend that they are uh, telling a story. Her grandma sits back down, willing to listen. Becca starts her, her story with her mom, but just replaces her with girl. She shares, she shares that her mom misses them um, a lot and her father leaving her and breaking her heart. Grandma is crying, asking if she is sad. Becca comments that she is, adding that she is sometimes inconsolable and has to take medication to, have, to make her feel happy. She says that she doesn't like this story, but Becca pushes on, asking her if she was, uh, if she was in the story, what would she do to, um, if she saw her? Grandma says that she would tell her that um, she forgives her cut to Tyler and Becca watching the footage back of their grandma they're playing quote unquote outside their grandparents leaving out of the house to go in the back Becca mentions that their mom should be back home and for them to go Skype with her while they are in the back they call their mom and she is extremely chipper Becca seriously tells her mom that she needs to come come get them right now she tells her daughter that uh, the distance is really far by car but Becca persists letting her know that something is wrong with their grandparents she asks uh, where they are they um take her, they take their mom to the window to see them by the chicken coops. The siblings are take are talking over their mom about the weird shit that their grandparents are doing. Their mom stops them from talking, telling them to listen to them. She sits. In, I would have been so much more rapid with this. Yeah, I would have been. I like would have been like, like I was like, out. shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, You're everybody, right. shut the fuck up. That is not your grandparents. Get the fuck out of that house right now. (laughs) There should be a lot more urgency. I I would be like, oh, my God. Uh, She sits down and tells them that those people aren't their grandparents. There it is. She asks if they they have been staying with these people the whole time. They nod their heads. She shudders, calling the police, but they aren't available. Grandma knocks on the window asking them what they are doing with a smile on their face and that they will be inside in a moment. Their mom gives them them brief instructions um, for them to leave the house and she is on her way. The call ends. Grandpa comes into the house suggesting that they should play a board game. Grandma comes in asking for Becca's help to clean up. Becca hesitantly says okay. Another thing I would have probably done as a mom, I would have probably been like, uh, let me talk to them. Like this is, I officially want to talk to them. Like, you know, let, let, now that you know these aren't your actual parents and you could have been, like, maybe faking it or something. And, like, just, I don't know. I
1: wonder. I think, I think I'd think i be concerned to do that because I feel like... You're putting your kids in danger. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. 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 No, that's fair. It's too dangerous versus, like, you know, these randoms have been, like, keeping my children for, for like, a week. A week. Like, <laughs> let me just try to spare... A few more hours to get over them, get yeah. over there, and get them out, and maybe talk to them in person or something. Right. You know, like because that moment could just change everything. If, yeah, no, if that's she fair. Confront
0: them. Yeah, that's that's completely fair. Um, But I, I, I like this moment, but I don't. But what did you guys think of the twist?
1: Yeah, I,
2: I liked it. I it got me. I was like, oh shoot, okay. Because at the same time, like. Me knew, trying to knew, figure everything out. Weird, I did not right. see that this was the twist. Yeah, that they like, weren't actually cool, their grandparents. It's paranormal. It's going to be a cult. It's going to yeah. be a possession. Maybe they're just old. Yeah, these kids and that's were the willing real reality to of horror. <laughs> uh, then I was like, oh, they're not even their grandparents. Gotcha. I was way off.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. Cool. You got me. This is a great twist. When this, I didn't see it coming. When this moment happened, I was like, oh, there it is. That's what this movie is about. Because right. up until this point, I'm like, what's the purpose what of all, the all of these events? Of this movie. Like, yeah. nothing's happening. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't see a purpose here. Sure. And then... Just to watch these people go insane. Exactly. And then I'm like, there it is. It's a twist. That's why I felt like that the entire time. Um, And throughout the film, because when the film opens, I remember seeing written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan, but throughout the film, I completely forgot about that. Sure. Um, and even with the twist moment. Right. I, did, I forget about it. But, yeah. you know... Looking back now, and as we discussed it, I'm like, this is very much M Night Shyamalan. Like, he always has to have a twist in there. Apparently, yeah. Um, so I liked it. I liked the twist a lot. I was like, better
0: than the happening. Yeah, that's for sure. That's true. <laughs> I was like,
1: let's let's see where we go from here. I was excited. I was like, okay, okay, can can it be saved? Yeah. Um, but. You
0: know, fair enough I don't know if it was J- <laughs> jump to a photo of their actual grandparents next to the imposter um, Becca and imposter grandma are washing the dishes when Becca comes up with the idea to get some shots of the outside portions of the house with Tyler ignoring her suggestion grandma asks for Becca to cl- to clean the oven again while opening it and holding the sponge Becca gets halfway inside as grandma tells her to get all the way in Tyler uncomfortable but Becca mentions that she will be qu- she would be quick she goes in she goes inside all the way grandma shutting the oven door and frantically wiping the oven and the burners down and i love how uh we are hearing uh tyler at this moment like like grandma I, I could i could do that i i could do that nana i could i could clean those yeah. I, I i could clean that um but he's still just holding that camera <laughs> right yeah. in place becca pleads for her to open the door um she opens the door on the, on the oven with a chipper um, there she is. Uh, Becca climbs nervously out. Grandpa comes out of the uh, um out with a cup of dice, ready to play the game. Um, Becca grabs her camera. Grandma coming up close, warning her um that he is pretty competitive. The grandparents are chattering while Becca shares that her her and Tyler are going outside for one last interview and for them to pick teams. Um, and I love I love this moment of them playing the board game. Yeah, I love this moment. It it. it- it changes a lot, yes, yeah. it's them, like yeah. we are seeing Mitchell and Claire, yeah, and I fucking love yeah, this moment true. so much. they are rushing out out of the back door spotting Stacy hanging on a tree outside, yeah that's a little much for me. what do you guys think yeah I didn't need was, to it, see was it effective for you? I, I was not like
1: really. it seems sloppy,
0: I agree, yeah, this totally was not warranted, yeah, like st- we didn't need this. For for us, to, it was it was just, a, and I love the fact that the kids, I would have been flipping the fuck out. They are like, well, we're not going that way. Right. <laughs> like, they're just like, who is that? And you're just like, don't worry about it. Keep going. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's someone hanging there, and that's unnatural. Like. <laughs> and I think it's there just to scare people that find that scary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not either. That's scary. I remember distinctly thinking the same thing yeah. in the moment. It was, it was a very lame scare, but yeah. hey, it, it's, it is what it is. They are rushing out of the back door, spotting Stacey hanging from the tree. Grandpa slams the door, letting them know that he um, picked teams young versus old. And this is another thing where it's just like, you guys now need to realize that they know. They just saw you open the back door, and he closed the door on you. He know what he did. He a good point. like they should now think like in their in their minds like fuck. They know that we now saw that body. Yeah. So they know that we know now, like that they're fucking crazy, and that they're they probably know that we're not your grandparents. <laughs> yeah. Um, he grabs their jackets and pushes them forward. Uh, they are playing Yahtzee, Grandpa yelling at Grandma about how she's playing. He claims that he, uh, he's the Yahtzee master, blurting out that everyone calls him that in the cafeteria. Becca asks about what cafeteria. He ignores her and Tyler rolls the dice. Grandpa claims that he's using strategy, saying that um, it is a Milton Bradley approved. Becca chimes in, um, rudely, in my opinion, chimes in and she's like, it's made by Hasbro. It's like, why are you taunting him? Like, you know, yeah. now.
1: I feel like some young kids can be like this. Yeah. To show like strength.
0: That's like, true. I'm not afraid of you. Right. Like, you know? Yeah. You You're not to worry. Yeah. Uh, it didn't work out it's in the power end. move. Uh, him calling it a lie and her saying that it used to be made by Milton Bradley. Tyler telling her, who cares? <laughs> adding that he's having a lot of fun. Becca claims that her battery is running low and that she will be right back. This is where I have the most problems with this whole ending sequence. Oh. This right here. The character choices. Why did you leave your brother alone, alone with these people for you to have this spur of the moment, impromptu idea of, I'm going to check the basement now?
2: Yeah. Knowing that they're
0: killers. What
2: the and fuck? Crazy. Well, yeah. not your grandparents.
1: I mean, she, she Let me go deeper herself, into this house. <laughs> like, I think my grandparents are in the basement. we we'll well, that's true. We'll get them yeah. and we'll escape. Um, That's true, but you're right. It calling doesn't that really That's make true. all that much sense. No, yeah. because I think it wants us to view it through the lens of like, this is a young, you know, teenager, and she's thinking, "All right, I'm just gonna leave for a moment. My brother will keep him preoccupied. Right.
0: Untie my grandma and grandpa. Yeah,
1: they're not gonna even know that I'm in the basement. Like, right? You know. And I think it's like just a a, a young
0: person thing. Like, right? Yeah. And it would, it was so. I don't know. In my opinion, this was just written so poorly. This was just to show us that the grandparents are dead in the basement.
2: Yeah, yeah. like and that to was the clothes. That's oh yeah, they're from the crazy house, right? Sure. That was it. The
1: only thing that led Becca to think my parents and the grandparents was one statement that Pop Pop made in the beginning: "Don't go to the basement."
0: Yeah, there's mold. Uh, she was like,
1: "That's why he told me not to go in the
0: basement." Right. But it was just like y'all couldn't do this during the day. Yeah. Like they went in the back of the house instead you decide to call your mom but sure that's that's warranted but it's like you fuck like you chose
1: this moment these grandparents you've never seen or met before right
0: and that's that's why I said like they should have now thought in their mind like I we now know our grandparents are killers they literally killed someone and hung them outside for anyone to see mind you and they're supposed to be fugitives well, they like they escapees. Know definitely,
1: definitely, that they are not the grandparents because of what their mom said.
0: Right. Yeah. So, like, with that in mind, like, you should now know, like, like, okay, I can't leave my brother alone, and I would have been like with Tyler as well, like, oh, it looks like your battery is low too. Yeah. Yeah. Any Easily. fucking thing. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, you just. Ugh. This was just written so poorly. This was written so poorly, this ending for me. Absolutely. Uh, she tells her brother to keep playing with them, and she will be right back, and he's nervous. He positions the camera to show all of them at the table. Grandpa vigorously rolling the dice in, on his stomach starts to rumble, and he has an accident. He slowly creeps away from the table as Grandpa viciously eats cookies. I thought this was actually pretty funny. Um, un- uncomfortable, Tyler calls for Becca as he is now alone with the animalistic grandma as she is consuming her cookies.
1: Why? Why? What's up with the cookies?
0: I just think she's just now gone. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like it's, that it's, time. It's, it's, it's the, it's that it's night, the that time, nightfall. 1030. It. It's, it's, it's time. It shows the shift. Right. Got it. And to be completely honest, if I was Tyler, I wouldn't have even made an excuse. I would have just fucking left. Yeah. Like I'd be like, cool. I'm not. I'm not staying here with like, you. Like pop, pop I don't shit
1: himself. Fuck he's, manners. Yeah, he's at this like, point, the room <laughs> like, <and> like, she's <laughs> eating cookies. Like, yeah. Like,
0: dude. <laughs> and, and I, I know. And I away. know you guys aren't my grandparents. Fuck manners. I'm just gonna walk away. <laughs> like, you eat, eat your cookies. Enjoy.
1: I mean, the thing is though, like, you know, they're in a snowy winter. It's night, and he and they're in a rural area. Maybe those are the excuses. Like. Maybe. He keeps walking,
0: he'll freeze or something. Yeah. I don't know. I have yeah. many gripes, but I'm going to hold my gripes officially now because we, we're getting close to our time here, but uncomfortable, Tyler calls for Becca as he is now alone with Animalist's grandma. He asks his grandma for the time and wondering if it's past her bedtime. She takes the dice, rolling it and screaming, Yahtzee! inside the camera. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Becca decides that she is the perfect, this is the perfect time to leave her brother alone with these people to check out the basement. She whimpers that she thinks that her actual grandparents are there, turning on the light on her camera inside the basement calling for her grandparents. Back with Tyler and the old folks. Grandpa's coming back into the room. Music stops. Tripping over the needle as Grandpa Grandma um, has her hand in the air. Excuse me. Grandpa tells tells her that it is nine thirty and that he has to get her to her room and for Tyler to wait there. Becca is sti- is um, still searching um, and calling for them in the basement. Coming, out, coming across a dumpster full of their grandpa's grandparents' photos and some clothes that read Maple Shade Psychiatric Hospital on them grandpa comes back into the room wondering if the three of them should finish the game Becca is still digging downstairs finding a bloody hammer within the pile and finding the decomposed remains of her grandparents she turns the camera towards herself stating her full name and if anyone finds this she is startled by the light turning turning on behind her grandpa saying his real name being Mitchell he continues saying that her real grandparents kept talking about how how great their grandkids were he calls it a bad thing that they did that they did because fake grandma actually named Claire put her two kids in a suitcase in a pond to drown, adding that she deserves this week as a grandma. While coming closer towards her, stating that Claire's kids are are on the planet that is um, named after or na- that was named earlier called sinmorphilia I, I did write it down that it. time. You did it. Thank you. I try. He grabs Becca while telling while telling her that she's going to join them. She screams but pushes him off. She runs into the corner. Mitchell still speaking, death upon them. He comes closer, commenting on the week on the uh, week being perfect. Him promising Claire that it would be. He adds that the white thing with yellow eyes is real and that he saw it on the field waiting for them. He comes around the corner, grabbing her. Meanwhile, Tyler is holding his head on the floor upstairs. Mitchell drags. Becca upstairs her screaming that um, they are murderers and it's so funny because it's like yeah you saw a hanging body outside and maybe it's the whole thing like oh maybe they didn't get a good look sure that could be a great argument the camera got it but they didn't see it sure Sure. that's that's, why not that'll be a fine argument I guess Mm -hmm. she tells him to get get out and run as Mitchell continues dragging her upstairs he tells her that they are all dying today while locking her in the room upstairs Back downstairs, he grabs Tyler by the hair. Becca looks around the room, hearing heavy breaths inside there with her. She doesn't decide to turn on a light, though. Oh, no. Mitchell now has the camera, commenting that Tyler had a magic spell on him. He puts the camera down to get some water from the sink. Tyler stands stands there whimpering as Mitchell goes around the corner, taking his pants off. And this is where Dave was like, Oh, shit. What did we get myself into? I I was about to back out. (laughs) Fair enough. Back in the room, Becca notices Claire crawling on the floor. She tries for the door, screaming for help. Mitchell changes his diaper, coming back towards Tyler, whispering that he never liked him, causing Tyler to whimper harder. Upstairs, Claire is facing the wall, moaning and growling. Still, Becca does not turn the light on. Becca calls out, out to her and that she will tell her Tell her a story as um, she slowly turns away from her. She slightly turns around. Claire right next to her. She slightly turns around again. I don't understand why she did this. I don't either. Um, Just for Claire to be even closer now. Come on, what? Mitchell puts on his blazer, telling Tyler that he has to go uh, catch a train for the company costume party. Claire is still stagnant until she starts crawling underneath the bed. Becca jumps on the bed, Claire taunting her with cackles and shrieks as she reaches um, onto the bed. Mitchell comes to a realization that there is no party, grabbing the diaper off the counter, then picking up the camera, splattering his poo-poo diaper into Tyler's face. That <laughs> almost made me back out, too. Yeah, that, that shocked me. me. I was like, I think I but said, there was "Yo, no doodoo on his
1: face." Wasn't there? There was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was, was. Like a little smudge bro. I can't even smears look all at my over own his face. <laughs> <laughs> like straight up, I have not seen that in decades. Yeah.
2: That's...
1: So the fact that some sure. old man's doodoo
0: is all up in that kid's face—he's a germaphobe. He's, yeah. yeah. he's a germaphobe, but he's fucking still. I froze. call myself a
1: germaphobe too, though. So like, I literally just almost stopped the movie at this point. Fair
0: enough. Don't definitely don't watch solo 120 days of solemn <laughs> but uh yeah it, i um, i have my moments with this scene as well where tyler's completely gone at this point like he's just he's just completely frozen yeah. no reaction nothing right and that's why we
2: got the whole story arc earlier on
0: right exactly so that that's what all of that was for
2: that's the thing it's like at this moment with both becca and tyler they're talking about the same stuff like she can't look at herself in the mirror that scene happens again during this time and then he talks about him freezing up this scene happens at that time as well so this they're both chances to overcome the
0: obstacles right if we want to We'll we'll get there. Claire reaches at the foot of the bed, pulling the covers as Becca moves off of them. Claire underneath the sheet, moaning and crawling towards her. This looks fun. Um, She stands up, (laughs) Becca turning around with her eyes closed, facing the mirror. She still never looked at herself in the mirror.
1: At the very last second, she She opens her eyes.
0: Yeah, well, she (laughs) opens her eyes because she fucking gets her head smashed into the fucking mirror. Like, Like, look at your own problems in your internal. (laughs) She is sobbing as Claire takes off the sheet and smacking her head on the mirror. (laughs) Becca grabs a shard from the mirror, struggling with the animalistic woman, growling and snarling. Becca stabbing the shit out of her, blood misting her face as she screams, throwing Claire off of her. Back downstairs, a Mitchell is speaking in the camera about how he sees himself before dropping the camera. Becca is. Now working on the door, smacking the camera on the handle until it falls off. Wow, that's a durable camera. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. a very durable camera. Got protection plan. I too. would have fucking <laughs> smacked the shit out of the grandma with that camera, though. <laughs> <laughs> if we it off door handles. Grandma would have been the first thing to go. <laughs> Mitchell claims that uh, they can all be saved tonight, and that his magic spell will be lifted. Becca runs into the kitchen, throwing the camera on the counter as she t- attacks Mitchell. Tyler, useless ass for the moment, just watches her struggle with the man as he hits her. Um, hits her off of him. He goes up to. her um, to her, asking if she was if she has been watching him. Didn't understand that if she's uh, when he asked that. I didn't either. M- Mitchell asks, "Like you've you've yeah. been watching me?" What? <sighs> Tyler ain't useless anymore though. He comes up and tackles that old man in the cabinet and hits him or tackles him into the cabinet twice. I love that after his little football scream. Oh, one thing I didn't mention though, when he fucking smears the shit on his face, he whispers in his ears saying. Oh yeah. I never liked you. What was up with that?
1: That's messed up. Yeah.
0: Well, it was messed it's up. It's his rapping. But well, it was rapping, but it was <laughs> it was the whole like kind of the first scene when he comes in and he's like congratulating him for the rap or whatever. Yeah. And he's like giving everybody a dap. But it comes into context when he calls out to him in the field. It's like pop pop and he and he ignores him. And he stares at him, and he just walks away because he's just huh? like, like fuck this kid, like, like so like you you, he you see him. it in the majority of the film got it, got it. of him not giving a shit about Tyler, <laughs> but got caring it. more about Claire. Um, after screaming more football chance, he runs over, smashing his head repeatedly into the refrigerator door. See, that wasn't so hard, right? Y'all just had to fight these geriatrics real quick and just That's, get it, get it, yeah. get it going. Yep. Until Becca has to pull them off a super dramatic but um, successful taunts and a great use of the f bomb here for PG thirteen flick for Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. They run outside towards the on- oncoming police cars. Their mom with them, running over towards them, hugging them as they cry. They run back to the um they run to the back of the cop car as they embrace their mom's hugs, transition to their mom sitting back down at home, Becca telling her that she doesn't have to do the interview, but she wants to do it for her. She um she's begins that she used to sing and that her mom would hide to listen by the clock her father was a gentleman, and they would take long walks without saying a word she starts speaking on the day that she left and her parents cursed at her when she moved when she moved to the door to leave her mom stopped in front of her and she hit her mom um, and her dad hit her and then she left she claims that they reached out of her, they reached out to her soon after, but she wouldn't accept their calls. She understands that Becca is was trying to get her, uh, get her forgiveness, but she blames herself for not accepting it. She cries and Becca embraces her, and her mom tells her not to hold on to anger. She nods, that they hug as she sobs. Us cutting to a video of them as children with their dad, then credits. Well, oh, this fucking kid continues to wrap
2: <laughs> yeah very interesting way to end it
0: fuck me <laughs> um but yeah that's the visit you know i it was a like good i movie said, to visit this sure. movie this movie is fine with my gri- gripes aside there is a lot of still cool stills in this movie that are definitely worth the scares um but this movie is just fine. I would not say don't rush to go watch this. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. <laughs> Unless you're listening to this podcast, I guess. But
2: yeah, Then absolutely rush to watch it.
0: Yeah, rush. discuss it with us. Like a bat out of hell, but I got some movie facts for us here. <laughs> movie, movie facts. I'm only going to do a few, but that's okay. All right. M Night Shyamalan's first film since The Village um, that not re- um, to not receive a Razzie nominations for worst picture, worst director, and worst screenplay. That's fucked up. Let's get rid of the Razzies. That's that's all I'm gonna say. That's that true. That's that's celebrate a, that movies being made in up. general. Like, th- come on, people work really hard for yeah, this stuff. I agree. That, that really really sucks. As much as we ragged on it, like that. There's a like, lot of stuff we can still that's appreciate. A different level, right? Yeah. 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 Like you, you're getting an award for being literally a f- like bad at your job. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. That's like yeah. a participation award, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a lot like, worse. Like that sucks. That really really sucks. Um, the film's working title was actually Sundowning. Wow, I like the visit. I like the visit though. Yeah, Yeah. I like the visit. According to uh, to statements made on Twitter, director M Night Shyamalan prepared three different cuts of the film: one that was pure comedy, another that was pure horror, and the final one that um, fell somewhere in between. Would have loved the pure horror one. Definitely would have loved that. Yeah, I feel like this needed it. Um. This is the first feature horror film by director M. Night Shyamalan to not include longtime collaborator collaborator and signature composer James Newton Howard due to the lack of full budget in the found footage style of the film. Shyamalan decided a film score would not fit uh, the final product. But they had, it. they had certain music playing throughout the movie. Right. Um, which was interesting. At around five minutes, the quote from the train conductor, I'm disgraced, I'm impeached, I'm baffled here, is from Richard... Richard II, Act 1, Scene 1. Cool. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Cool. Um, uh, At around 1 hour and 29 minutes, so when the movie's over, while Olivia (laughs) Dijon and Ed Oxenbold, Becca and Tyler, aren't related, they are both coincidentally from Melbourne, Australia, as Tyler raps in his final song. He um, He actually was 13 when the film was made. Cool. And then you see them later on and better watch out. That is true. The trailer for the movie had to be blurred out certain or had to blur out certain nudity scenes in order to avoid being restricted by the by the MPAA. Good. <laughs> Good. Uh, this was the first horror film for Katherine Hahn. Hmm. Has she been in one since? I was about to say, I don't know if she's in any uh, Yeah, movies. Is, I, I guess the closest thing, which isn't a horror film, but WandaVision. She plays a pretty... Uh, Dark character, dark character. Yeah, but yeah, that's the visit. That was that was fun. But keep this conversation going with us over on Twitter. What do you think about the visit? Do you love it? Do you hate it? I want to know. Let us know. Let us know over on Twitter at Nightlight underscore Pod because I want to keep this conversation going for sure. I think this is honestly an interesting movie. A lot to break down. It was definitely fun to talk about. Definitely fun to talk about. I will
1: agree. Watching it was worth it because of the
0: conversation we had in my opinion i agree with that yeah definitely agree with that but keeping things going for next week we are going to be covering the ruins will david be here probably not Banana but <laughs> <it's> okay <laughs> probably, not. probably not this will rough but this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast i was one of your hosts prince also known as head Knights. alongside me we had david stay spooky everyone always and forever also known as Nightly, and other in there, we had Freddy. Always keeping it hot and spoopy. Cool. I'm sweating. Yeah, I had it's to turn it hot in off here because it was <laughs> yeah. real hot in here. Also known as Nighty Night. Our efforts to get this show out is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more ghoulish nights. Rating us with five stars is very helpful, but we would love for you to recommend the um show to someone who would actually enjoy it. You can further support the show over on patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife, and that's night what they wukay by a pleasure on Patreon. You can access the show ad free and as early as Monday with a post show. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry about it. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. And remember everybody, don't forget your nightlight.